0: From the Cervera Newsroom in sunny Miami, welcome to the Miami Real Estate Podcast, your home for expert insight on all things Miami real estate. I'm your host, Omar DeWin. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to the Miami Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Omar Dewind. Welcome back. It's season five, and it's a beautiful Friday, springtime Friday afternoon here at Cervera. TGIF. I'm TGIF. And it's even better because I'm joined by these three amazing, beautiful, wonderful ladies of the Lux Group. That's Jennifer Bahar Cervera, Yana De Castro, and Tensi Fori. Welcome, ladies.
1: Thank, thank you for having thank us, thank Omar.
0: You. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. So um, as I mentioned, this is going to be part of our How to Be a Top producer series, right, where we break down the highly effective habits of Miami's leading uh, real estate professionals. So uh, we could think of no other better guests than yourselves to walk us through your journey, what's working for you, and sort of your general thoughts on how to remain successful and thrive in this modern marketplace. So um, you guys excited?
2: Yes, very, very, very.
0: (laughs) Um, All right. So let's start by way of sort of setting the table. We had questions, but we ripped them up, right? We're just going (laughs) to sort of, we're going to free flow (laughs) here. here. Off the cup. That's how we do it. Um, Let's start by letting our listeners get to know each of you um, individually, sort of give us your sort of background brief elevator pitch and specifically what inspired you to get into real estate and when. Let's start with you, Jennifer.
2: So I have been in real estate now since 1996 and you know, it kind of really fell in my lap. I happened to be married to Javier Cervera whose mom, Elisa Cervera founded the company in 1969. And when we got together, it kind of, you know, was expected I think. Um, And the truth is I got very lucky that I, you know, that I got together with Javier and I met his wonderful family because it's really what I think I was meant to do, you know? So, you know, I think it really went hand in hand and initially I was very nervous. I felt the pressure. Oh my God, I'm coming into this real estate family, even with passing the state exam. And, you know, I just always felt like I had something to prove. Sure. And I think it all just made me better at what I did and more persistent and more dedicated and you know, really excited about my career at the time. And the rest is history, you know? Well,
0: you definitely rose to the occasion. You've been one of our um, uh, top producers and shining stars. You started development sales, right?
2: Correct. Well, I started initially with general real estate. And then very soon afterwards, I went into development sales and I've, you know, represented some of the best developments in Miami. Awesome. Since since that time.
0: Well, we're going to come back to that. Yana, yeah. tell us your story.
1: Uh, well, my story is really that I went to the University of Miami here and I started working in advertising. And then I met a very good friend that actually worked for Cervera Real Estate, which was Andres Acion. And Andres was like, what are you doing working, basically, <laughs> and, you know, in marketing when you could, you know, you speak all these languages, you, you talk to everybody that I know of, you never stop talking. He's like, I am going to introduce you to the Cerveras. And really meeting Alicia Cervera Sr. was to me, you know, when you meet somebody, you're like, Wow. Um, then I met Jennifer, you know, I met all of them, and I actually, like her, started in general real estate, That my first deal after three weeks wow. of working in, in general real estate. And then, you know, the opportunity came along of doing one Miami, mm-hmm. when downtown Miami was, you know, just rising up. Sure. And like she says, the rest is history too. I loved what I did. I, I think even like everything happens for a reason, you know, me studying psychology, all of it had to do with, you know, what I loved how to do, sure. and I- Couldn't see myself doing anything else but real estate.
0: I love it, and nothing against my marketing people out there. (laughs) (laughs) So, last but not least, Tezi, tell us.
1: Well,
3: um, I don't know if everyone listening knows this, but um, I actually was very inspired to go into real estate when. Jennifer got into real estate because I actually met Jennifer when she was born. (laughs) I am her aunt, not just business partner. And um, I come from the corporate world. So that's my background. I had always uh, worked corporate. And then when Jennifer got into real estate, I was just enthralled by... um, how well she was doing, how um, creative it can be to mm-hmm. be in real estate and the flexibility also of the schedule comparing to the gruesome hours I was working at the time. Little did I know we would be right back to that now, <laughs> but it's all good. I will never look back. I think it was the greatest decision.
0: That's amazing. So uh, let's sort of hone back in on th- starting out in real estate right? Early challenges and sort of what were some of the key lessons that you learned that maybe helped you sort of start unlocking? I know, Yana, you had a deal in three weeks. So I'm not going to start with you because you you had a good, you had a good, right? But most people have to like, you know, they have to grind, right? To get in there. So let's go, let's go over to you, Jennifer.
2: Well, I was also very lucky to begin with too. I, I had a deal in general very quickly, but then, you know, we formed a company and I, I initially started with Cervera Real Estate, but then a company was formed with George Perez, of related group so, at the time, and we became Related Cervera Realty Services. And, you know, we started, at, at least when I started my career, the pre-construction projects that I started on were south of Fifth Street. And at that time, believe it or not, you know, of course, you fast forward now, it's the most exclusive area, the most expensive area, but at that time... I I literally practically needed a bodyguard to get to work every day because it wasn't the best location, you know? So, you know, and then, and then that changed, people finally got it, saw the future and, and realized what a great, you know, location it was and a great opportunity. But at first, you know, we really had to work hard and, you know, I had just started in my career, so the realtors didn't know me. So, you know, I just really had to pound the pavement a lot of cold calling at that time. It was to the realtors because I was now doing pre-construction. so it wasn't cold calling the normal way like general real- realtors do. But just really working hard and proving myself that I am uh, that I was a closer that I you know was there whenever you needed me twenty four seven and just really working hard is the only way you're going to get anywhere mm-hmm. in life, Absolutely. regardless of of what it is, whether it's real estate or any other type of business
0: yeah even in hard. life itself
2: Absolutely. you have to work hard at whatever mm-hmm. it is
0: working hard looking for the opportunities and and tensa you came from the corporate world into real estate so I, many of the realtors i work with and engage have a sort of similar background in the sense that they're they're shifting careers to walk me through what that was like what sort of how did the corporate world background help and what was uh sort of different when you came in
3: i think that. Main thing the corporate world does for you is that it creates a discipline um, that you must follow. You know, there, there's this structure that um, in order to succeed, you need to constantly follow it. And it's a strategy. And you're working with a team, which I think also prepares you um, for real estate as well. Um, when I made the transition, it, it felt very organic, Honestly, to me, um, I was thrilled that I was meeting all kinds um, of backgrounds, you know, people that came from all different backgrounds and that were so willing to um, be part of this family um, where we're all doing the same thing and we're all networking Mm -hmm. um, to get to the same results.
0: And what was the biggest challenge for you coming from corporate world to then being your own boss?
3: Probably just not knowing enough people, you know, I, in my, the corporate world, I had already created a name for myself, you know, in my industry, I knew a lot of people and all of a sudden, um, I am kind of, for a lack of a better word, competing with my own family, you know, so my sphere best competition. was, <laughs> yeah, they, they were part, they knew, we know the same people. So, you know, I kind of had to go a little outside the box to get to know different people in order um, to bring them or or to make them clients. Um, but, you know, what strength is in numbers. And I think we've done a real good job at bringing in um, a lot of new clients.
0: For sure. And thinking outside the box is, is key as an entrepreneur. So, Yannick tell me advice for new realtors and some of the key lessons that, that you learned early on right and that you wish you knew right when you were starting maybe
1: well i have a funny story actually because when i started actually at one miami you know when i get called because we were becoming related Cervera and i sat down with alicia Cervera junior you know she was like okay you know we're gonna open the sales gallery and all that and i have no idea you know i come like, i was like oh i'm waiting for the sales gallery to open and she calls me one day and she says okay, uh, what are you doing to sell this project? I said, I'm waiting for the sales gallery to open because I also came from the marketing world where you would go to the office every day. And she's like, no, 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 no. I said, we have people here. We have Aura and Brenda and all these people have, I don't know how many letters of interest. And I was like, letters of interest? What are these people talking about? (laughs) You know, I was like, okay. And then I realized, I was like, okay. And then I sit down i met with alicia senior and she says no no you need to be doing this and doing that and that's when you know talk about that you i was like oh my god i need to sit down and focus myself on doing this because mm-hmm. i think i believe very much that to do something right you got to focus on it yeah you know you can't be doing twenty thousand things at the same time right, right. so i was like okay i was like okay so i'm just going to start calling people and start calling brokers and uh, that's really how it started and since i always loved talking to People anywhere from anywhere and you know then I became very you know aware of like okay we need to do all of this we're starting to do the you know the contracts and it, I just loved it. Loved yeah. the whole idea of selling, you know, following up and calling more people. So it was very, very interesting.
0: Well, and I think you hit on something really important, which is focus. Um, a lot of times we want to multitask and you're yes. doing five things at once. But in reality, I think you end up doing five things not that well. Exactly. So when you can sort of.
2: Yeah, I say that all the time. Yes, right. Yeah. So when
0: you can coach yourself to just, you just know. So, yeah. Um and and Checklist. Um, Right. Done.
2: Yeah, I, while yeah, I was right until
1: the day of today. I write everything down. And at that point, I was working with a big group. One Miami was the biggest project at the time that downtown had done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was working with top producers. So I was like, oh my God, how am I going to get new brokers? So I d- sat down with Alicia Sr., interesting funny story you know i met jennifer as well at a party and then tensi as well and i was like they're cousins and they kept saying no i'm her aunt and i'm like impossible how can you be her aunt i was like it took me a long time to understand all of that so that's just the, you know besides the point but um it's just you know you started getting one broker i think i got lucky that one broker got me like five deals sure and then you know i think it's about making relationships being honest mm-hmm. following up making sure you make relationship with those people that later on for us, for example, in pre-construction was really all about that it's not selling them one time. Mm-hmm. It's that they follow you later on into a different project, in a different project. I think that's, that's super right.
0: important, right? The the honesty, the confidence, right? And because especially when you're selling new construction, as you were in-house sales, um, you're working, your, your brokers are your clients and the brokers are bringing you mm-hmm. the buyers. right? When you're working on the outside as a general real estate agent, you want to find your in-house broker or sorry your in-house salesperson that's your sort of Mm go-to um and so what are some of the the best way like examples of like when you mentioned having um what's the word i'm trying to get at but building the trust with your broker right well like what are some of the best ways to do that
1: for me honestly one of the first things and actually that's something that alicia senior taught me she said always when you sit down with somebody and for me i always like that anyway I, little, talk a lot, but she said to me, she said to me, whenever you sit with somebody, which I think it's something so important, you need to find something in common with that person, you know, and that makes it different. You know, if that person was from Peru and you did go to Peru, then you have something in common that you say, Oh my God, I went to Peru and I liked this. And that person, you know, some people, are very like you know they don't talk a lot but then they feel more open to open up with you and then you know to always remember you remember you as being honest is is, is doing the right thing it's not only about just selling them an apartment Mm -hmm. you know if it's about doing your job correctly also treating their client in that moment when we were doing pre-construction and not stepping boundaries because our client at that moment was the broker, mm-hmm. not the client, mm-hmm. you know, so I think that's very important. Absolutely. And I think that was very successful for obviously Jennifer, for me, for C, you know, for in, in that market.
0: And you three have had uh, a, quite a, an illustrious career, let's say, uh, selling new construction. Um, Jennifer, tell me more about the keys of selling uh, new construction, whether, let's say, whether you're in-house or uh, you're, you're an outside broker, but w- what are some of the keys to look for when selling?
2: location 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 without a doubt you know the type of project that it is the developer, the price of course getting in at the right time
0: and what are some of the keys I guess also to um, let me put my outside agent hat right okay. when you're selling I know recently um, these ladies close out nativo now you're selling lofty um, when you're sort of helping your outside broker sell the project to um, their their buyers, what are some of the key questions to, to ask or how do you know if it's right for the, the, the buyer?
2: Well, if it's right for the buyer, I think it depends on on what they're looking for, what their budget is, you know, that's always going to be a key factor, what their budget is and um, and if it's the right fit for them. Sure. you know and and just establishing a good relationship because there's a lot of projects that are going on at the same time. And, you know, I think it depends on your salesmanship and and how you promote it and, you know, all the different elements that you can show that this project stands out as compared to any other project.
0: Right. Right. And I think also one of the main benefits of selling new construction as an outside agent, I'm sort of pivoting here, is you're working with. The in-house sales team, who's going to basically navigate the entire Correct. deal and 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 throughout the phases of because these mm-hmm. projects take several years in most cases to uh, finally come to fruition, um, which uh, is, is is I think again going back to the benefits is you have that sort of ally on the inside that's going to um, basically work for you, right, that's, Tensi?
3: Yes, a hundred percent. I think it's a beautiful partnership symbiosis. um, We are lucky enough that, you know, one um, broker that we work with um, within a project can actually bring us 20 amazing clients. Um, So developing those relationships really is that important. And I think um, what sets us apart from the rest is that we're very genuine. I mean, we're, we're really looking out um, for those
2: clients. Mm-hmm. Best we make their best interest.
3: Yes, their best interest. We want to make sure it's the right fit. Um, if we're working with a rookie agent, then we really thrive at educating them on what questions to ask so that they make sure they're working for the client and right. their best interests. So. And
2: we always like to make the realtor shine as well. 100%, you know, we're always bringing the correct, that, that give them credit right. because they're the ones who found the client. And, and before Jeanette answers, I just want to say that, <laughs> that it felt, it like, felt really good. You know, we've been doing pre-construction for so long and, we, like, you know, and we're going to talk about, Ooh, sorry, we're going to talk about this. I'm sure in Uh a little bit that we are pivoting into also general real estate, but I have to just say really quick, since we're still talking about pre-construction is that, you know, I sold recently as an, you know, an outside agent, and it felt really good to take clients to a project and, you know, let them, because we literally end up doing all the work as far as the presentation and, you know, everything, getting the client to sell, because of course we know the project better than anyone else if you're in house. So it felt really good to take someone you know, a buyer to another project. Right. You know, we didn't have anything at the time that was available, so I took them to another project, and they bought two apartments. And it felt really great to hear that agent, you know, presenting the project, and you know, yeah. it felt good to be on the, other, on the side, other side of the, the other table, side yeah. of the <laughs> table. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have to say one thing about, like, for example, when we were selling Biscayne Beach, uh-huh. and I think that is very important. And I think to set aside from, you know, uh, we are in a market like so important to always say the truth and always, uh, for me as well, not to ever talk bad about another project. Mm. You know, I think that that it's something very important. When we were selling Biscayne Beach, I mean, and Jennifer can say, and I can say, we worked for Related Surveyora many years. We did many great projects with George. George is an amazing you know developer, but there are many great developers. Mm -hmm. And I think we always have to find the good in the developers, not the bad side of the developers. Right. So you find a lot of these people that when you go and work, they're like, oh, well, but this and this. I'm like, well, let's find that they're good at this. It's right. Like, what is it your client wants? Mm-hmm. You know, when we were selling Biscayne Beach, Paraiso was being sold at the same time. Sure. But you know, we sold extremely well. We were extremely successful. And we were like, if you like being with many units, you're going to love that more. Right. If you like being in one building, you're going to like this more. And I think brokers and the client itself appreciates the honesty, appreciates you. You know, right. saying the
0: truth, right? The transparency the and transparency. also what you were saying, I think it's important in terms of you know, as a real estate community, we're all working together to lift each other in the city exactly. up. Correct. And and Paraíso, if, and, and if
2: one does well, we're gonna do well. Everybody's yeah. gonna do and well. And that and and I, you know, that's a good example because I talked about the other projects in every single presentation. Yeah, like I was selling their projects at the same time. Yeah. I right. did that Absolutely. every because it was all part of a new neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And especially for our new uh, newly licensed agents out there listening. I think one of the main takeaways is also you're not working a transaction. You're building a relationship mm-hmm. long term. And so whether it's with the client, uh, with the buyer or with the broker, mm-hmm. you know, it's important to keep that in mind, Absolutely. right? And, and and look at the, the long. Uh, The long picture, if that's a thing. Yeah. And we're back with the Cervera Lux Partners. Ladies, thank you again for being here. So you shared your thoughts, insights, tips on uh, starting out, working in new construction. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about general real estate, but beginning with the formation of your team, right? We have a lot of uh, agents out in the real estate community that form teams and groups, right, to uh, collectively improve their business. Share with me your sort of your story of how the Lux Group came together.
1: Okay. Yana,
0: yeah, no, starting okay. with you. <laughs> um,
1: well, I mean, I think a few years ago, I have to say that I think we were both very lucky when I met Jennifer. You know, sometimes you meet people that you feel like you've known them all your life, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a really nice connection. She was doing her projects in, you know, Miami Beach. I was doing my other projects, but then later on, you know, she needed a partner. She had had her twins. And, uh, you know, so she was like, it's impossible for me to work alone. Mm-hmm. So we started together at uh, Biscayne Beach. Sure. And um, it was just incredible. You know, from there we did Aria, we did LSA um, and things like that. We always talked about, you know, we should be doing more general mm-hmm. because, you know, we always talked about, we should really transfer into that. Um, then, you know, for a personal reason, I stayed home a little bit, you know, my mother had gotten sick, I have to say that, you know, there, sure. and you know, I think Tensi was amazing, you know, obviously it's her aunt, Tensi is amazing at what she does, so they started working together at Lofty and Nativo, and I think as I um, got ready to come back, you know, I even said, I think we should do um, projects, but I think we should really focus on general real estate. I think it's the time to do it, you know, sure. sometimes you got to jump into something that maybe you don't do every day, but it's, you know, it's something a little bit scary, but it's also that gives you, you know, the energy to do something new.
0: Right. And so Servair Lux Partners essentially formed. the three of you are each um, individually successful in your own rights on development sales, but the goal then, am I correct, in, in that Servair Lux Partners was to capitalize on the general real estate market?
2: Yes. Correct. 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 And
0: so walk me through that and sort of if I'm a listener and and thinking is a group or a team right for me, right? Like what were some of the considerations that that were going through your minds, Jennifer?
2: Well, with a team, you know that you always have a backup Mm -hmm. and you always have people to bounce ideas off of and everybody brings their own expertise to the team. You have, you know, a lot more... Availability and time for for you know balance the, the cli- and balance for the client to be serviced number one sure. for you to have more balance in your life as Tensi said. So if I have something to do, I know that I have my partners that I can count on to also show the property, to find the listings, right. you know, for that person um, to get new clients. Right. You know, it, it's just I think a better dynamic working in a team for sure.
0: And Tensi, tell as long me, as
2: we all have the same goals, you know, that's right. the most yeah. important thing.
0: You're all looking downfield together. Correct. And so, Tensi, tell me a little bit about when you're, when you guys get together, right? Obviously, you guys have a great dynamic already coming into it. How do you sort of divvy up the responsibilities or who's doing what? Like, what's the sort of, what does that look like? Well, it's
3: great because we all have our own um, different set of skills. Sure. Um, so, for instance, we know that Jeanette, as she has already indicated, can talk to a wall, <laughs> and <laughs> Social. Thanks, thanks to that, she is incredibly social. She meets uh, dozens of people on, a, a, you know, weekly. Uh, uh, manner. So that I think is wonderful. Um, Besides her professionalism, the fact that she is constantly um, bringing new people to the team. Um, Jennifer, of course, uh, I feel like has the most expertise and she is a wonderful um, guiding force, I think, for all of us. Uh, I tend to be more like the follower, okay. you know, I'm um, very um, detail oriented. So I like to keep schedules and trying, and, you know, help everyone stay organized. Sure. Um, but we we definitely all have our strengths. And that's not to say that we don't have our challenges, because one of our big challenges, I feel, is the fact that we love to be together.
0: Sure. <laughs> so
3: that's hard when you like to, you know, spend time together and go to dinners and go on a trip together. Are we, are we Obviously to like, we yeah, need I see
0: you coming in. <laughs> we, we, we
3: we need
2: someone on the battleground. Someone uh, to
1: stay back. Yeah. So that's our biggest challenge. Well I, I wanna say this on, on on that note. I think that um I always say this because um to be honestly Jennifer is a sister. And you know when you have a sister I think Tancy and I always say family has good and bad. You know, mm-hmm. we have, you know, not everything is beautiful. Not every day mm-hmm. is the same day. But I think, you know, Tensi is also part of my family. Sure. And I think one thing that we really do have that I think it's it's amazing is that, you know, you have that trust. You also can also have good moments, bad moments, mm-hmm. and say it all out and then keep going. Right. I think that's one thing that we really do have. Um, and I think we do have all have strong personalities. We all have our things. I do I think would not have that was, <laughs> <laughs> I do think that Jennifer from from us, I have to say, and I always learn from her a lot because all of them she's also been my family in very important moments and I think life is all about professional but also your life mm-hmm, and balance mm-hmm. that life. Yeah. And balance friendship and balance family and balance who are really good friends to you. Sure. Um so I think she's the best. Uh, all of it, Thank honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that hey, we gotta do this better. Or, we gotta do this way, or you know, sometimes she can be, and I'm like, she has a point. Okay, let me do it my way. Yeah, you know, you know, Tensi has her own way. We all have our things, and you know, we're figuring things out. But I think it's amazing at the end of the day to work with people that you have such a trust.
2: Yes. trust that's is key. Trust I think that's is key. key. Absolutely, it's a recurring
0: theme here today. I like it. <laughs> yes, and so Tensi, you touched on what are the challenges being, you know, you love spending so much time together, and then who's who's doing um who's handling the business or the or who's taking that um the client coming up let's say but another challenge i would say is when you're so close and it's family how do you turn the hat off you, you ladies are hanging out after work are you always talking about work or is there a way that you sort of compartmentalize
2: i i have to get better at disconnecting so i get you know I get what you're what you're asking, and I know it was towards Tensi, but it hit a thing for me because sure. I'm kind of always on work mode, yes. and I have to get better at not being so much always on work mode.
3: Jen Jen does seem to be a little more intense. I'm not gonna lie; mm-hmm. I feel like Jeanette and I can let loose <laughs> yeah. a little easier. You
0: know, it's like, "Let me enjoy my tequila. We'll talk yeah, about that deal
1: after." Tequila. <laughs> No, I'm very intense too. Sure. But yes, I do have I have to say and I mean I bring that out because I do think that there's lessons of life that teach you. Yeah. And I do have to say this because, you know, since it's out, you know, I lost my mom a year and four months ago. Mm. And one big lesson from it, because there's always something so sad but something so good to it, is she was always and Jennifer loved my mother and she my mother loved her like she was, you know, part of the family is the fact that She was always so strong, and she always thought the positive things. Yeah. So it's taught me that, you know, sometimes we get so worried about little things. Right. And especially in this business. Yeah. And sometimes that's one thing that I do tell Jennifer. Let's not not stress out about that. There will be something you know like let's not stress about that little thing yeah so I think it's a good combo in that sense you know she might get stressed of that she has her point of like but you haven't called this person you have to look the list of the 10 people <laughs> I'm like I will do it you know yeah and Tennessee um you know it's very social like I am too and like I said for us I can you know if you see a conversation of me and Jennifer you're like they really are crazy You know, like, <laughs> what
2: happened to 3102
1: but did what happened to the dress well, what happened to the other guy that called you? <laughs> You're sick. You're sick.
2: <laughs> yes. right. So it's really like. It's that. an organized chaos. <laughs> yes. It is it's it's organized like, chaos. Exactly. By <laughs> and
3: by the way, when I say intense, I mean it in the best of all yeah. possible ways. I mean, good intent. We need that from <laughs> her. Sometimes yeah. it's almost yeah. like she's setting us straight yes. and reminding us. Yes. Okay, it's all fine right. and good to have a good time but, but, but remember happens? tomorrow this <laughs> no, right. especially
2: i get like that more because i mean you know i'm sorry if i sound vain but i know for a fact that we're at the top of our game in preconstruction that yeah i have no Flex. doubt about <laughs> no really no,
0: like you it. know yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. but my but why i'm saying that is is because you know, and, and now that we're doing general real estate, I think we've had a lot of success lately. You know, it's lo- we're lucky to be in Miami and to be able to um, be realtors here because the focus of the world is on Miami. So maybe that also has something to do with it that everybody is pretty much doing great in real estate True. now. And And, uh, you know, but since this is a new you know, Challenge component to our, to, to our team that we're doing general real estate. I want everyone to know that we do general <laughs> real estate. Um, you know, I, I have gotten a little bit more intense about it because I want us to really thrive in that department. Right. And since it's something new, you know, we're, we're just throwing hard. ideas out there and just trying to work hard at doing that. Right. Right. You know, and in order the same way we put that same hard work into pre construction, you got to put that same hard work into general real estate, and probably more so, because that's the only pet peeve I have about pre construction is that if that's what you have specialized in for so many years, then people kind of see you as that's what you do and that's what your specialty is, and it's been great till now, but you know, we also are great at doing general real estate. Well, it's it's
0: interesting Like you're you're sort of touching on, it's a concept of when you're rebranding or pivoting, let's say you have uh, an established um, track record in one field and now you're shifting. And so uh, it takes a concerted effort, a strategy, a budget and and sort of um, a plan. Right to make it happen, plus the work ethic, as you mentioned. Okay. I have no doubt you ladies are gonna thrive in general real estate just as, as you have in construction. You. Thank um, you. Before we talk more about uh, general, I just wanna circle back on, on the team situation to close that topic out, because I know a lot of our listeners are thinking about maybe forming a team, right? And you ladies were lucky in the sense that you have uh, a relationship, you know each other, you have that trust, that rapport built in. But let's put our hat on of, of I'm maybe a new or I've been in, in the industry for a bit and I'm thinking about creating a team. What are some of the tips that you would say to somebody out there on how to find the right match? Let's go with you, Tensi.
3: I think obviously you need to find the right fit. You need to find someone that is perhaps better at, uh, than you in your wherever your weaknesses are. So, taking into example what we just spoke about, um it's always nice to have someone like Jen that if Jeanette and I you know go into our social um, social mode mode. <laughs> And we are just making friends and having a good time. She can remind us. Um, we have early appointments tomorrow morning, girls. It is just time <laughs> when are you leaving to. That yes, it's time to leave Casatua. So then, okay, we get it. So I think it's always good to find someone you know that can help you um, enforce your strengths sure. and and hopefully uh, your weaknesses uh, make that better. Mm-hmm.
1: Go ahead, Janet. You know me. I always have to say something. I also think. Well, you're gonna be my guess, new, co-host so yeah. going to be new co-host by the time we're done. Yeah. I also think that um, it's very important. as so I think of now how many years I've been doing real estate, you mm-hmm. know, and, and starting to do general as well, and all of that. I think that you know, real estate is a is a great thing, but it's also there's a lot of money involved, mm-hmm. and you also have to be able again you have to trust people, mm-hmm. and with trust comes people that have your same education maybe your background, mm-hmm. that you understand them and, and that you can trust them. Yeah. Because, you know, it's you know you can meet somebody and look great on paper. Right. And not be great and real. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you yeah. know, there's a feeling to people when you meet, where yeah. Jennifer's great at, I'm getting better at it. Uh, you know. <laughs> intuition. Intuition mm-hmm. sure. of, like, you know, people that, you know, you want to be competitive. But there's something different to be competitive, to being jealous. Right. And to want to be, you want to be, good and the best that would you do but without competing you compete with yourself yes you don't compete with anybody else right
0: Right. I like that um and yeah and you're hitting on I mean having the certain things when you have mutual interests mutual maybe values Mm -hmm. um you know understandings it allows uh, a certain level of just um symbiosis if you will that would be hard to um, create, let's say with, with, um, another, um, I think that made sense.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it did, it did, it did.
0: Okay, good. Um, um <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, we're talking here with the Cervera Lux partners on how to be a top producer for the Miami real estate podcast. Yes. Let's talk about working general real estate in this pivot that we're doing from development sales. Uh, well, not necessarily like we're giving that up, but we're opening up. General real Correct. estate, right? So walk me through, um, Jennifer. I'm going to come to you. Walk me through initial challenges and maybe opportunities when doing general versus development sales.
2: Well, both have their challenges. Um, with since we're talking about general real estate now, you know, it is a little challenging. With it depends on what what you're selling. You know, things come up in the inspection, or things come up if you're if the financing falls apart at the last minute. So things like that could be very stressful, but I have to say, I find it to be extremely rewarding because, you know, we're, we're helping people if we list their apartments to sell their apartments and we're getting top dollar, especially nowadays, you're getting top dollar for, for these listings. And if we are working with a buyer, we're finding them their perfect dream home and really, you know, just really working hard. And I'm, and I'm finding the challenge to be very rewarding and something new and and the same focus and emphasis that I've always had for pre-construction, it's very easy to apply those same principles to general real estate. And I think that that also sets us apart and no offense to anybody, but, you know, so many times... And when you're trying to make appointments or you're trying to do this or that, the realtors never call back or they never answer or right, they never text. Right. And you know I, that to me is just unheard of.
0: I hear it's that absurd. so much from from realtors. It's For like, me, it's guys, what are we doing? Too.
2: It's <laughs> like, what are we doing? If you're not doing your job, then what are you going to do? You know, exactly. does your uh, does the owner does the seller know you're doing this sure. or whatever? You know, so I find those things crazy. And since I am so used to the way I worked in pre-construction that if you're not available. That person, if they're not loyal to you or not, doesn't, don't know you, you know, the same way maybe another realtor does, they're just going to move on to the next sure. person on the team. So I'm used to always responding right away and, you know, being available, you know, in the previous list that we had of questions, it said, oh, when do you turn off your realtor hat or sure. whatever? And it's not easy to turn it off no. because you're getting calls at eight at night, at nine right. at night. So even if you're not in an office, I'm always working. And if you're not answering, someone else is going to answer. So, you know, so that same, you know, determination and hard work that I brought to pre-construction, I'm bringing here. And I don't know, I just, I'm really, really liking it. I still love development sales, but it's, you know, that's not always easy either. So, you know, just adding more of a a of a platform to our sure to to us to and, a, and
0: i think that's an important point for my homeowners and and buyers renters out there that are looking you know trying to find the right realtor i think the the work ethic the availability uh Correct. accessibility that you're talking yes. about is it's kind of you know it's overlooked but it's not automatic right and and right. i love that you guys um sort of doubled down on that what do you think annette
1: um no i think i agree i think listen uh, development has its own challenges Mm -hmm. i personally like jennifer i'm loving general real estate i'm loving the challenge of learning something new Mm -hmm. um i think that it's a completely different thing but it's also something that we've been for a long time wanting to do and i think in life sometimes you got to take a challenge and Mm -hmm. do something different but i agree you know as we are in a market where you call people and they don't answer I go back to always saying, really, it's. I mean, where's their education? Where's their manners? Mm. <laughs> because you know, I mean, you text somebody, at least you text back. I'm busy right now. What is it you need? You know, because we sometimes are in the middle of something, so we just say, sorry. What do you need? And I think that's part of. I mean, that's why you get hired, for example, to get right. a listing. You know, that's what she was saying. How how would they know? Or if you have, it, it just makes no sense to some people doing things like that. Not to say that you know maybe they are too busy, but you're sure. never too busy. I mean, I'm never too busy. For example, I have to say, and everybody knows I love to travel, but even traveling, You know, I'm always, you know, I'm always talking to Jennifer. I'm on. You know, and and on about, hey, we did this. I went to this place, but also, hey, this person called me. They didn't reach you, but they reached me. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're always available. I
0: find some that, like, I I have like 10,000 plus emails in my inbox. I don't like to to brag about that. But if I get an email, I'm always looking at it, even if I don't read them all. But you're looking, right? And I'm ready to respond right away when you need to.
3: yes. And that's important. I'm always shocked when we have a showing um, or an open house or or anything. And I start speaking to some of these, not only agents, but also clients. Um, And they are so grateful that we answered so quickly and that we set up the appointment and that we made ourselves available to their schedule. And, And just like Jennifer and Jeanette were saying, I'm like, flabbergasted if you're not doing that what are you doing I mean, exactly that's what we're here for this is a service,
1: this is a service. industry so mm-hmm. i just had a, a interesting story about that uh, with reggie that sold townhouse one i he called one day and you know jennifer said i said can you show it at 9 30 in the morning and it was a saturday i said of course i will mm-hmm. you know and i went there i mean the guy was almost like i did it done, done such a big favor oh my god you answered the phone oh my god you are here i was telling the owners the lady is actually coming to show me the place Uh i was like that is my job that is i'm not doing anything she was like you guys are really professional so it also feels good to you know hear that of course but
0: well and i think this is something that maybe home like let's say sellers if i want to sell my property maybe it's we value it and and see uh, the availability as a priority but Maybe not all realtors do. Uh, if I'm a homeowner, how do you? what would you suggest? Let's uh, go to you, Jennifer. What are some questions that you can ask your potential listing agent in the interview process to sort of assess if it's the right fit for you?
2: Well, number one, if they know the area, of course, the comps, how available they are to actually service the listing, um, who they know in the area, referrals, references.
1: Like also it. also people that you know i think i'm finding out that with general and that is something different for us i think from the the you know the transition mm-hmm. from for me at least and i think for jennifer too and for tensi from development sales development sales are a little bit faster sale in what you sense? Have a, and you have a broker that comes in with a client and they usually if they're not ready they're ready within two days if not they go to a different project mm-hmm. that's usually with general sometimes it takes a longer you yeah. know it's a more of uh you if really, you're working
2: with the buyer you go
1: working with a buyer you got to take them to lunch you got to convince them a little bit more which is fine for me because <laughs> i like going to lunch but <laughs> but you know it takes a little bit more sure. of, of you know you got to nurture it a little bit more
0: right right yeah planting seeds planting and seeds, uh, over yes. time it's not a decision that that most make yes, from one day to the exactly. next uh and the relationship building is so important Absolutely. uh part of that. Um, How do we see the market in general, the general real estate market? There's a lot of demand out there, right? Very little supply. Um, What has been your experience thus far? Let's go back to you, (laughs) Yana.
1: Well, I mean, um, Jennifer had this client that um, wanted a house in Coral Gables. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell the story because I think it was one of those stories that was like first it got me the idea that it was a mother that was 70 something and was buying this house for her 90 something year old mother. which was extremely very nice, you know, cute house in the gables, no pool, you know, nice house. But, you know, we went in, we were the first ones to get in, offered cash, you know, the price. And the lady looked at us, the listing agent looked at us like we had just done something. Like She's like, oh, we'll get back to you on Monday. Like, we were like, what? And, you know, when she got back to us on Monday, she's like, oh, well, guess what? We have 11 offers. Wow you know, and the house ended up selling for how much more?
2: 130000 over, over asking, but that's price. the difference with this market. You know, that didn't happen before. before sure. Now, since there's so little inventory, yeah. the, you know, whether the owner gets an offer, a good offer in this case, full price cash closing right away, even if it's an amazing offer, they still want to see what else they can get right. because they already know that this is what the status of the market, market, it's a seller's market right now in Miami, you know, and it's still a buyer's market because Miami is always evolving. Um, you know, we're still such a young city full of opportunities. So that's why our market is still great. I'm also finding that we have a lot more domestic buyers than we used to, Mm -hmm. you know, now it's not just the South Americans or the Europeans. It's really a lot more of, US buyers buying now in Miami. And, you know, although of course our prices have gone up, but the truth is we were very underpriced before, undervalued before. So now we're up to par with some of these other great cities. And I think we have a lot more to offer and a lot more of, of opportunities because yeah. again we're going to be by the time for instance our downtown is done it's going to be a brand new downtown yeah. the flagler street's correct. getting a renovation is, you there. know there's just so much going on right now so many reasons to buy in Miami and you know this is the place to be yeah and we can help you be here you well, and know? i think
0: that's one of the biggest uh, sort of remarks or feedback you get from the domestic buyers that have relocated here especially since covid It said wow like i hadn't been here in 5 years You've got Winwood Design District. Yeah. I mean the art, it's like there's so much to do Correct. down here. Yes. Now we every have day Formula it's one more and <laughs> more.
2: <laughs> every day it's more and more, you know.
0: So you don't see, you don't foresee, you know, in terms of the demand is not gonna go down.
2: I don't believe it will. I don't believe it will, you know. You know I don't
1: think it will. And I actually want to say to that point as well that I think COVID made a huge you you know. impact mm-hmm. onto what happened to people's minds as mm-hmm. well and how people saw life, right. and how people saw about spending their money. Yeah, You know, for example, as we're talking about, you know, this domestic buyers, a lot of them coming obviously from New York and California, and the change that COVID did to having a Zoom meeting that before yeah. didn't even exist, obviously. Right. And, you know, people being able to work from their home, and even though prices have gone up and our rents have gone up, we still have, you know, in New York is New York, don't get me wrong, California is California. Right. They all have their things, but obviously we have, you know, just for tax reasons and the weather and so many things that, is, as Jennifer was saying, Miami is still, uh, you know, a young town that is still growing, mm-hmm. and as it keeps Most growing, definite. you know, things of Formula One, and we're getting museums, and we're getting things where all over the world, all of a sudden, oh, Miami's just not a place that you can just go to the beach. Right. No, Miami has all these great restaurants, has great education, it's great tech, you know, like yeah. all these things that are happening. In right.
2: Miami. Yes
0: absolutely and so um in terms of the if i'm a home owner going back to that uh we talked about demand so it's still a great time to sell yes
2: yes yes
0: and what do you say to your sellers out there tansy you to you
3: to our sellers i say first of all jump on it let's let's get this listed as quickly as possible there's very little inventory because there is so much demand So this is the time to do it. Um, You have the values continue to go up. And um, so many people are moving down here. Just like Jeanette just said, I think COVID um, indirectly was um, a a big eye opener. Mm -hmm. Um, We have not only our domestic people that are buying because suddenly they found themselves spending so much time at home. That they started thinking, wait a minute, maybe I want a nicer home, a larger home. But also we now have an incredible migration of huge corporations that, you know, the executives realize, wait a minute, if I can work from home why am I stuck here? Let me just move to the tropical Manhattan, right? right. You know, to the magic city where we have the perfect weather and, um, they can do the same, um, job. So now we have all these executives coming here. So I let our sellers know, I show them, we show them the statistics. Um, we are now the number one tech city in uh, the United States. So really, this is the time to sell. If you're looking for top dollar, even though I still believe um, prices will continue to go up because as Jennifer mentioned, we have been undervalued for so long. Um, But this is a great time to sell um, your property and then
2: see what you want to do. And hopefully have your eye on something else. Yes. Because because yeah, there is like, that you know, lack of like, inventory that's
3: the only thing i,
0: I hear that's one of the yeah. biggest challenges you that sell biggest, you get a great price on where so you got go thing.
2: that is the biggest challenge to yes. be honest with you yeah. especially now because the inventory has has and you know I, diminished and i'm a
3: perfect example my own personal um experience i know that i can get double what i could get A couple years ago for my home so you know what my children are grown they're off to college so I decided this is the time to do it yeah Um, put the house on the market and it was not easy um, to find a place to move to Mm -hmm. because there's everybody's having bidding wars and rentals last on the market for one day (laughs) so the only way I was able to secure my next home, which is a rental for now till I know for sure what I want to do, was to prepay a year in advance. Uh-huh. So, you know, you have to be ready to negotiate and go with that's the times advice. and correct. help your client through those hurdles.
2: I think that's
0: great, great advice. And it's uh, it's sort of a use case Good. specific, right? Like if you're empty nester, right, and you want to, you're okay with, um, you're going to maybe downsize. So keep in mind that it's going to be a tough Yes. bidding war out there but let's say you have a second property or it's a vacation investment property the value is at an all-time high so could be a good time yes. uh and call the lux partners when you sell
2: yes servera yes. lux, lux, lux partners
0: so ladies this has been an amazing conversation we had a lot of fun we covered a lot of ground uh some good stuff uh, great advice for our listeners out there whether you're a buyer seller a realtor um I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up, but for our audio listeners, you may not be able to catch this, but the Severa Luxe partners, I have to say, are some of the most fashionable ladies out there. Um. So let me ask, is fashion a, a like a concerted effort? Is it a business approach or sort of how, did, how, how do you make it happen? Jennifer, let's go to you.
2: I think it's really all of the above. The good news is, is that it's not hard for me to, you know, to want to dress nice because I love fashion, you know? And the good news is in our career, you could really have fun with your fashion and dress really, you know, dressy one day and the next day you could be more casual that yet make it fashionable and fun and you're still going to look great. So we always have a chance to, you know, to show off the way we like to dress right. and, and so on. And it's easy in this career. I just, but I love fashion, you know, whether I was doing this or not. Nice. Just, Luckily, my career has it. afforded me a good fashion, <laughs> yes. you know, good fashion closet here because and a great excuse. Yes, we're and a, a great excuse. It's like, oh my
1: God, we have another event. Do I need to go buy another dress? I have to. Right.
0: I mean, well, here at, at Cervera, I um I teach our intro to branding and marketing class for new realtors, and one of the things that I always share with them is that really, you you are your brand, right? And people are going to make a snap judgment on you the second you walk in the door, right? Before you even say anything. So as a realtor, as our own business, it's really important to put the best foot forward. What do we think about sort of in our modern age, though, the sort of casual, more athleisure sort of office uh, sort of vibe has really become more of a mainstream. What do you think are sort of, is that good? Is it bad? Uh, Or does it unique to the individual? What do you think, Tensie?
3: You know, um, again, with being that corporate uh, America has been my background, I am really, really big at kind of mimicking my mm-hmm. client. Mm. So if, if I know who I'm meeting with, especially the area that I'm going to be showing, I try to. Um, I love that. Yeah, to, to kind of plan the sure. wardrobe again right. ar- around that. So um, it's, it's actually a ton of fun. And like I said before, it also justifies for us to be able to shop all different categories <laughs> because, of course, we have all these different clients right. um, and areas that we show. But yes, that's how I approach it. I think um, that has worked really well. Good point.
0: Yeah, it's like adapting to and mirror, right? Yes, because yes. I guess good for good those point. of you who know Miami, the Grove is maybe more relaxed, sort exactly. of more artistic, or you're in design district, Buena Vista, versus you're selling, let's say, a Bal Harbour, exactly. right? You might be um, uh, sort of very uh, good point,
2: yeah. right?
0: Yeah. So I like that. I threw um, on
2: sneakers yesterday for a showing with a red dress, and I felt great. Yes, you
0: know. Also, know your client. If you're working with, let's say, what you would consider a Gen Zer sort of younger crowd, then maybe there's some sneakers, right? Yes. With your yeah, with your exactly. with your dress up. If you're working with a more Um, sort of my parents' age, right? Mm -hmm. What do they call them, video
3: boomers?
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you're working with the older crowd, maybe it's more conservative and traditional. So I like that tendency. Um, Janet, any other thoughts on that? Um,
1: I actually liked fashion. That's what I wanted to study in school. And my mother, which was a doctor, was like, what kind of study is that? (laughs) You need to study something else. I was like, oh, fashion design. I wanted to be a buyer for like Sex with Avenue or Neiman Marcus. So... I always loved all that, and I'm happy that my career ended up in something that you know I like it. I actually have. I remember that the first time I met Jennifer—not the first time, the second time—it was at an event, and she came up to me and she says, "Hey, where did you get that number?" <laughs> and I was like, "Me, me and this girl are going to be friends." <laughs> she was like very into fashion, and um, and I think it's part of who we are. You know, it's like you said, you dress up or dress down. It's, it's 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 something that we would love to do. I like
0: so, it. I like it. So ladies and gentlemen, we're going to close it out there. This has been a great conversation with the Severa Lux partners. Before we go, I'm going to ask each of you for final thoughts for our listeners. Today, we talked about uh, working together, thriving as a team, selling new construction, general real estate, keys to success. Um, So for our realtor listeners out there, Tensie, final piece of advice, what do you want to leave them with? Let's go to you.
3: I think I'm just going to stick to um, the word genuine. I mean, just be who you are and and give it your all. I mean, if you really want to succeed in this business, um, just you have to work. Every day you have to work very hard at creating those relationships, networking. Um, you certainly can't live in a cave and expect to, to be successful. Um, so you're going to have to go out there and, um, talk to everyone, let everybody know what you're doing, what your goals are. And, you know, if, if you're nice and genuine, I think people will, you know, there's, there's that human kindness that they will want to help you. I love it. Diana?
1: So very true what you said. I mean, she read me, um, I think always being honest, always being you. I think that, you know, I think we in the world in itself needs a little bit more kindness. Needs a little bit more being yourself. We are in a business that we make very good money. We are very lucky but you also have to be you and be honest. And it's not about just selling something to somebody. It's about the right fit, about doing the right thing, and then the money will come along or the sale will come along. And I think that will help you tremendously into like doing that with that person and the next person and things like that. I
2: love it. Look at the long-term. Jennifer? I think just setting goals and being determined and you know, loving what you do. Everything comes easy when... You know, you, you have a good career and you've made it fun and, and you like what you do and, you know, and just, you know, having a good reputation and being known for the person to turn to.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this was a conversation with the Cervera Lux Partners, Jennifer Bahar Cervera, Yanita Castro, my new co-host, <laughs> <laughs> and Tensi Fori. Um, if you're thinking about buying or selling in Miami, call them. They're amazing. Uh, they'll you, get it you. done, and they will look good in the process.
2: <laughs> oh, <thank laughs> we'll you include your
0: information in the show notes. Um, once again, I'm Omar DeWint here with Cervera Real Estate, your host for the Miami Real Estate Podcast. Uh, we're produced today by Vero Aispurua. Um, Thanks again for listening. This is part of our season five rollout. Hope you guys are excited that we're back. We're excited to be back. Can't wait to see you uh, soon for another episode. Until then, remember that here in Miami, the future is always bright. Take care, folks.